Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. The Muskogee Phoenix newspaper says that June 2nd marked the 100th anniversary of vocational rehabilitation for the United States. The U.S. Vocational Rehabilitation Program is the program that helps the blind and all people with disabilities get jobs. To talk about the U.S. Vocational Rehabilitation Program's historical success and future for the blind and disabled, our Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services Executive Director, Melinda Front, and we also have joining us today, Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services for the Blind and Visually Impaired Administrator, Tracy Brigham and Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services Business Services Coordinator, Batosh Floyd. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's first learn all about you. Tell us about yourselves. Well, this is Melinda Front. Um, I'm the Executive Director of the Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services and been in this position for um, almost three years, actually. This is Tracy Brigham, and I'm the Administrator for Services for the Blind and Visually Impaired, and I have been in this position for um, just almost about the same amount of time as Melinda has been the Director, and I've been with the agency for 21 years. I started as a counselor in field services. Um, all of my years in rehab have been with this agency. So you're a veteran. I, <laughs> I am. <laughs> all right. How about you, Fatosh? This is Fatosh Floyd, and I am the Business Services Coordinator for Department of Rehabilitation Services. And um, I started in this agency as a client in 1981 and came back to the same agency and started working in Oklahoma six years ago. But I've been in the rehabilitation field about 40 years. That's a long time, too. Well, yes. Melinda, we want to learn more about vocational rehabilitation. Just what is vocational rehabilitation? Vocational rehabilitation is services that consist of counseling and guidance with job placement. There are specific services um, that can be provided to an individual to compensate for correct or prevent disability-based barriers to employment. And those range from physical or mental restoration, vocational college or other training, assistive technology, evaluation, um, anything to remove a barrier or an impediment to employment. The population that also can use these services is the blind and visually impaired. So that's great. Correct. Now, Tracy, on June 2nd, Vocational Rehabilitation in America turned 100 years old. Give us a, just a brief history lesson on the Vocational Rehabilitation Program and how this special field over the years has worked for the blind to help put them to work. Okay. Um, yeah, the program was first called the Soldiers Rehab Act to assist veterans who sustained disabilities in World War I. So that was the basic program that laid the foundation for what our current program is. President Woodrow Wilson signed the Vocational Rehabilitation Act on June 2nd in 1920. 
the act was similar to the one previously um, established with for the veterans, but this one was for civilians and it included non-military citizens. It served many people who were injured in like the farming industry and the manufacturing industry, those environments where people were typically working. And so that, that again laid the foundation for the uh, program that we have today. Um, as far as services for the blind and visually impaired, um, we have specialists now. We have programs that educate all of our specialists. And so that is in our agency specifically, we have rehabilitation teachers, we have orientation and mobility specialists, we have assistive technology specialists. So all of these employees that we have in our agency, as do um, agencies nationwide, you know, they work to get our, our clients employed who are blind and visually impaired. So that is a little different than the other side of our agency, which, you know, which is just the general voc rehab. So our services are very specialized and um, we have to approach employers in a little bit of a different way than um, say does our other side of voc rehab. So we, um, a lot of our clients rely heavily on assistive technology devices because although they can do the same things everybody else can do, they might just have to go about it a little bit differently. So that so President Woodrow Wilson signed the Civilian Vocational Rehabilitation Act in 1920. And then at that point, Fatosh, the yes. Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services got its start. How did that happen? Well, um, in 1925, legislature passed the federal part of the bill. And in 1927, then they um, received state funding, started receiving state funding in 1927. So the, the core really started in 1925. But of course, things were a little bit different. The expectation of a blind person at that time was um, a, a lot less than what we expect from a blind person now. Um, probably the most common jobs at the time was basket weaving and um, broom making. We came a long way. Now, Melinda, does the Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services lead both the federal and state partnership in helping not only Oklahomans, but Americans get jobs? And how much in those federal dollars for every state dollar is invested in the program? Yes, um, with Oklahoma, our investment is $4 from the feds, is um, coming into our state with $1 state match. We have um, received that in Oklahoma for many years and feel very fortunate that we're able to meet our full federal match and so that we can keep our doors open and serve more individuals that are blind, visually impaired, and other disabilities. I would like to say that our agency is rather large and the, the organization is made up of um, one large umbrella agency that includes an executive and uh, management and financial services. Also, we have our services for the blind and visually impaired division, our vocational rehabilitation division, disability determination services division, 
as well as we have the Oklahoma School for the Blind and the Oklahoma School for the Deaf. Further, I would like to say that under the services for the blind and visually impaired, we have an Oklahoma Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped, which also includes an accessible instructional materials area, as well as we have our business enterprise program under our services for the blind and visually impaired. So we are very um, incredibly interconnected and uh, very resource driven in Oklahoma. So everybody, what is the positive impact of employment programs for the blind and visually impaired in their point of view? Uh, I mean, I, I could, I'll take this first, it's Tracy. Um, you know, it, it allows for self-sufficiency and independence for one thing, you know, that they don't have to rely on others or the government for their basic needs. And it allows them to have, you know, to be able to have a savings account to, you know, to save that money, to have a retirement, to take vacations. You know, a lot of the things that, um, that people without a disability might take for granted and not even think about all the time, but it also allows for them to be a taxpayer and to be a contributing member of society, which is also not really something that maybe somebody else might even think about all the time. Tracy, how many Oklahomans are disabled? And what percent of these individuals have earned jobs through your vocational rehabilitation program? How about the numbers for the blind clients? Yeah, um, in the last census, which was 2017, um, the number that we have for the total Oklahomans who are disabled was around 643,400. Now that was all disabilities. Um, the number who are blind, the, the best number that we have was about um, 138,700. So that's approximately 3.6% of the population. The number that we served in SBVI in 2019, and this is this the total number served. And like our director said, we have, we have so many programs. So um, it was 15,225. So we served them with multiple um, types of, of different services. And then we had 100 um, employment outcomes. And now you have to remember that although that, that was a number that we can pinpoint for that particular year, it's also been affected by our current budget. And we are an order of selection state, which means that we have priority groups um, according to uh, disability severity. And when we have a budget shortfall, then we have priority groups that are either closed or we have a waiting list. So depending on when uh, money is available, then we are able to provide a service for maybe that particular priority group. And so that we have been under order of selection for several years. And so that affects the number that we can serve at any given time. So um, whenever you look at numbers, um, I just need people to be aware that um, we are an order of selection state. And so we serve people as our budget allows. And then of course, COVID-19 uh, has affected us um, this year um, quite extensively as we not, are not even fully open yet as a state in, in regard to businesses might otherwise be hiring. They're absolutely not at this time. These are big numbers. Fatosh, yes. how does the Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services offer 
career counseling, guidance, job placement, and additional services for those over 15,000 job seekers with disabilities? Great question. We are really serious of uh, focusing on employment in Oklahoma. So with the new regulation changes, about 18 months ago, um, our director formed a unit called Business Services Program. Until that time, our counselors worked to counsel their clients on employment, gave the market information, they um, did the interview and getting them ready for employment and went out and um, got jobs for those um, clients. So with the business services program, we are focusing on serving businesses. We believe that the old way of thinking, going into a um, business place and asking for employment for our clients one at a time might work in some times, but in the long run, it is not really a very effective technique. So we thought that forming business services and providing direct services to businesses, forming quality relationship to businesses, instead of going to a business and saying, do you have a job opening? We are going businesses and saying, we have services to help you. What do you need? And just forming those relationships really increase the employment rate in Oklahoma. The Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services works closely with the employers of this special program when recruiting qualified employees with disabilities and advising on the request about business tax credits, workplace accessibility, especially the adaptive equipment. Melinda, I understand that the current COVID-19 pandemic, as we discussed earlier, is presenting some big additional barriers for the blind and visually impaired to get the jobs they want. Talk about this and what your agency is doing to work harder and help the blind become employed. Well, I have to give credit to Tracy Brigham and as the division administrator for services for the blind and visually impaired and her staff, which also includes Fatosh on this um, interview. But I, I, one of the things I really wanted to uh, mention is it has, <clears throat> you know, traditionally you work with um, individuals who are blind or visually impaired face to face. And with the COVID and the pandemic, that wasn't possible. So um, Tracy and her staff really come up with some very creative and innovative ways in which to work with clients um, from a distance. And one of which I would like to mention, <clears throat> excuse me, is the rehabilitation teaching area. They came up with a virtual support group. And this... Um, basically helped those individuals who were non-techie types to really come together to learn more about the technology at their fingertips and for them to connect across the masses, if you will, as well as um, they come to focus on shared interest and, um, you know, was able to come together and uh, be able to, uh, it was an ability for the rehabilitation teachers to connect with the individuals they were working with 
on their casework um, that of learning that to become more empowered and um, learning to live independently. However, I think there was some other positives that came out of it that they didn't foresee at the time, such as the, the connecting and the social networking and the shared interest piece. How do you all think the blind should and could be able to find, get the next jobs of their dreams in the age of COVID-19? Does networking, dressing professionally, and all that still help? Or has some of that changed? What should they do? Well, this is Melinda again. And what I would say to that, um, absolutely, you have to stay, um, you know, everything that you're taught about, you know, getting your resume beefed up and, and looking good and talking the talk and, and that sort of thing. It all applies, if not more importantly now. It's more critical because when you're on um, a virtual um, teleconference, your voice inflections, your tone and your attitude, and your overall personal presence is the most important. I would say this too, to add to that, that I believe that people who are blind and visually impaired have a possibly a bit of advantage right now because of the, the teleworking environment. You know, they, we've been um, kind of on a telework environment for the blind and visually impaired for a number of years. Um, we've had clients come to us that wanted to work from that environment. And so we have been scouring um, employers who would allow those types of jobs. And now employers are seeing that that's possible and they are maybe not even going back into a full office environment. So, you know, we have kind of a head start in this area and that may put us in a good position whenever things kind of get back to some normalcy. So, um, you know, we could, push that a little bit that, Hey, we are already doing this. We already have a bit of a head start and we have clients who have been working on these skills and have been working on specifically computer skills, customer service skills, those types of things where we can go out and say, we have people that do this already. We have people who are used to working from home. Give it, you know, give us this opportunity to show you. Yes. I agree with Tracy. I think we as blind people, I'm one of them, have been working in this environment for a long time ourselves. Now the others are joined us, so they know that this is possible. I think we change business owners, employers' mindset that before they used to tell us, um, no, we want you to come to the office and work from the office. Now they know that this can be done from home. I think it's going to open a lot more opportunities for us. I think it will too. Now, how about in terms of getting the blind clients any sort of training or education for their future jobs? Um, are you utilizing more of that online too? Yes, um, we are using Zoom in business services program i we serve both vr and services for the blind and visually impaired so um we uh, did several zoom trainings for our clients for our counselors and for our businesses raising the awareness of our capabilities 
Um, next week, I'm going to be working with the group um, in services for the blind and visually impaired. And we're going to talk about what blindness skills a person needs before they start the work, what kind of soft skills they need to get the job, resume writing, and what soft skills they need to keep the job. Because sometimes you can get the job, but keeping the job is the issue. All right, everybody. So how can our listeners learn more about your organization? And is there anything else you'd like to add beyond that point? Well, they can visit our website at www.okdrs.gov. And uh, you can download the information for um, making application for any of our services. Okay. All right. We'll be sure to put that on um, the Speaking Out for the Blind website, speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. Everyone? Let's hope yep. that vocational rehabilitation continues to help the blind and visually impaired secure the careers of their dreams in the years to come. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for reaching out. We appreciate it. Before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. You may also access the podcast feed at acbradio.org slash SOFTB. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Have you heard? There's a new show on ACB Radio Interactive. This is Jason Castingway inviting you to join me on Artfelt. I will be bringing music to you that stands out, pieces that fill the heart and rouse the body, from symphonies that ring to songs that swing to harmonies that zing. I can make my most fantastic most fantastic dreams come true. And everything in between. My goal is to take you on a musical safari, leaving you with the satisfaction of a journey well spent. So tune in to ACB Radio Interactive for Artfelt every Tuesday evening from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. For this is where music echoes the thoughts of the soul.
Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. Connecting the blind community around the world. This is ACB Radio. 